Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Today on the show, we have Christine McAllister back. She is a serial entrepreneur, business coach, and the number one best-selling author of The Income Replacement Formula. She is an amazing friend of ours. We love having her on the show, and I hope you get some really good nuggets from today. Christine has a unique skill where she gets people to say yes to pretty much anything she puts out there for them. Including coming back on our show. How many times? I'm just kidding. Oh, like three or four times <laughs> without a pitch now. But what she's teaching you today is how to pitch yourself and how to be an amazing guest on other people's podcasts and why this strategy being interviewed for other people's shows is one she recommends over actually having your own show. She's going to walk you through how to use it to network, how to leverage, how to grow your audience and increase sales. And it's just an all around good, honest conversation about good to do's and to not to do's. So get out your notebook, take some jots of this amazing strategies shared in this episode. And I cannot wait to see what episodes you land your booty on. Hey, Christine, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. I need to go look and see what your old episode is. I promise I'll look before we do your intro. Uh, We've definitely had you on before. You and I have been chatting. I love how your brain works. I love the strategies that you put into your business. And when you reached out the other day, uh, when we were having our wine-filled FaceTime evening chat, you were like, hey, I think your people need to hear a little bit more about how to be a really, really good podcast guest. And I love your perspective on using podcasts specifically right now, using podcast guest interviews, being a guest, I almost said guesting, podcast guesting. That's the thing, especially right now to leverage your brand, your audience, your products, your services. And so I would kind of love to hear your take on first one, before we like hit record, you were saying, you know, I was telling you how I see a lot of people in our community talking about how they're maybe thinking of starting a podcast right now so they can interview some people and kind of build brand awareness. And your take immediately was like, please, for the love, do not start a podcast. Um, Tell me your strong opinions about that. 
Yes, yes. As as you all would say, just don't. Just don't. Just don't. <laughs> so there is so much involved in committing to starting a podcast, which is why so many podcasts get abandoned. <laughs> People don't realize the amount of work involved in deciding that you're going to start a podcast, growing a following for that podcast, editing that podcast, choosing guests, all promoting it, all the things that go into it. I was a guest on over a hundred podcasts before I decided to start my own. And people were always telling me, oh, Christine, you should start yours. You know, you love these one-on-one conversations. And I always said, nope, 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 <laughs> not ready. I wasn't ready until I took maternity leave last summer. And then when my brain had a break, I figured out how to do it on my own terms. Because having mm-hmm. a podcast just because you have one, it makes zero sense. But when you're a guest, you get to learn behind the scenes from awesome people like you all about how big shows run and what makes them successful. You get how to big shows run. <laughs> how big shows run, girl. How like you get to hone your message. You mm-hmm. get to make friends with other with the hosts that you want to make friends with. And guess what? The only thing it costs is your time. Yeah. That is not true of a, of having your own podcast. Uh, no, right. no, it's very expensive. Yes. Well, it doesn't have to be very expensive, but if you don't want to edit it yourself, yeah. it can get expensive. That doesn't suck all your time and energy. Yeah. It's expensive. It, unless yeah. podcast editing is your zone of genius. Right. It's no. expensive. Either right. it's going to be taking you away from finding, you know, clients and, and working mm-hmm. in your zone of genius, or yeah, it's a significant investment to to put into having your own. So the great thing about podcast guesting is not only is it free, you're showing up where there's an existing audience of your potential clients. You are being endorsed by the host and usually just totally made to look amazing by the host, (laughs) right? (laughs) And all you have to do is show up and talk about your stuff and they take care of everything else. Like what's not to love about that? Yep. Yep. I think the biggest pushback we're going to get from you saying this, though, is like, this sounds great. Like, sign me up. But I've emailed shows and no one responds to me. And like, so what am I doing wrong? Like, I just don't think people know how to pitch in a way that's actually appealing and helpful. So what's your suggestion around that? Because I think landing the show is honestly the hardest part. Once you're on the show, Mm -hmm. I mean, you definitely need practice and like you can hone your message in a lot of other areas before being like a solid guest. But being a solid guest starts with a proper pitch. So yes, a hundred percent. And I'm sure you all see the opposite of that all the time, even well, though you don't. I don't. My assistant does. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. things that never hit my desk. Lots of things that never hit my desk. And somehow yeah, people have find our personal emails or like our side hustle emails. Don't do and that. And started fucking pitching us in our side hustle emails for Boss Project. I literally send it straight to the trash. Yeah. Yeah. 100%, right? Don't does not do deserve a response. It's like the random email that I got in my contact form the other day that was like, I'm looking for a long-term relationship, but I think we need to get to know each other first. Excuse me? 
Right. Like what kind of relationship? I have so many questions about that email. But go ahead. <laughs> okay. Right. I know. I mean, literally, it's like that off-putting if you stalk someone mm-hmm. and send them a pitch when they don't accept pitches. It's like saying, hey, married person, I'm looking for a relationship. I don't know you at all. I think What's it's important that, we get to know each other first. <laughs> yes. So how can so, we make that better? Not a thing. Right. Okay. So <laughs> I love pitching. And I have been told by a lot of hosts that my pitches the best they've ever seen. And they're like, oh, when I go on shows, I'm going to use your yours as a template. You're like, the I'll reason- bill you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I will send you the template. I'll send you an invoice for that. The reason is because I really believe that even before you pitch, doing your research about the show and making a personal connection, which is something that we are all craving right now, right? Mm-hmm. So why you and I... Emily, get on FaceTime and drink wine, right? Is because like we're not doing that in real life. And so that's why now more than ever, there's such a great opportunity for this because it's a one-on-one or one-on-two, right? In this case, conversation that you can have looking at each other if you want to, right? And therefore, like you have to start the pitch with that in mind. The frame to remember like before you go on the show, during the show, and after the show is everything we just said. The hosts have invested tons of money, blood, sweat, tears into building their audience, right? You all know this. And when you show up and make the pitch all about you, it's really Mm -hmm. off-putting, which is how most people do it, which is why it doesn't work and it goes straight to the trash, right? Mm -hmm. But when you show up and say, basically, your show is awesome, here are the reasons why it's awesome and why I would be an awesome fit to help your listeners. We're going to have great chemistry. Here are the reasons why. Here's how I'm going to share your show. Mm. And you make it really easy for them to be like, oh, this person is going to show up and make me look good too. Yeah. Then that's the conversation they want to have, even if they're getting cold pitched and they don't know you at all. Even if you don't have a huge email list or following, it's showing up, recognizing that they. It's more of an even energy exchange than, hey, pay to make me look good. I'm awesome. Here's why, right? Mm-hmm. Say that to your audience. It's like, nope, I see you. I see what you're doing. I think it's awesome. I'm here to help. I want to contribute to the conversation. It's going to be fun. And mm-hmm. here's why we have these things in common. And on the back end, I'm also going to tell new people about you, not just have you promote me. Yeah. Well, and I think literally a key point that I want to touch on, because I think that there are some people in our audience who have pitched us, some of them have landed on the show, some we just haven't seen or looked at or whatever. So it wasn't a right fit, but it costs us money to have you on our show. We pay money to have you on our show and we pitch that episode and promote it to our audience that we have spent money and time, like Christine is saying. And so I think when we all remember that, and we're not the only people who do that, we're not the only business that does that. When you have a podcast and you have an audience, it literally costs that host money to have you on. And so really being in the space of like, humbleness and it isn't about you and service, I think will really lend you guys a long way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then it really becomes about for you too, as the guest, it's who do I want to have a conversation with? Because Mm -hmm. I think when we talk about choosing which shows to pitch, 
of course, you want to be strategic because you're going to be investing your time in this, right? I've never hired somebody to get me on these shows. I've always kind of pre-vetted them and gone like, is this a conversation I would want to have? Because it's going to come across and it's going to get me in front of the right people if we all have a good conversation, as opposed to me just going on some show that has a huge following, but that my people aren't listening to, or Mm -hmm. as one of my clients says, it's a dude running a dudish business, which is like the opposite of my business. Just so you know, those people I call, they are those people. They're called dude bros. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we refer to them lovingly, but a lot of them are previous people that you would assume were in a frat. And they just run around the internet like dude bros. So, dude bros. And, and some of them are very kind and we love them yeah. and we will work with them. And some of them, not so much, but that's a whole nother story for another day. That's yeah. a FaceTime wine conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. So that makes sense. I really love that perspective and, and having our listeners kind of just remember like the intent and purpose behind those conversations. And so okay, maybe we hear back and we find the right fit and we build that relationship. What's our best tactic to prep for that interview conversation? Yeah, good question. If you've never been on a podcast before, I definitely recommend. So you will have already listened to some episodes to make sure you want to pitch Please do that. Do that, right? Don't just, there are a lot of like solo podcasts where they don't have guests out there that I will come (laughs) across when I'm looking for shows to pitch. And I know that they still get pitches. And I know they don't even, people don't even look in the descriptions to see it's always the host and only the host, right? (laughs) And it's like the most tone deaf thing ever because hello, they don't have guests, you know? Mm -hmm. But if they do have guests, listen to an episode or two to find those things in common, right? And then you will also get a clue about the format. So when you get accepted, then you can get on Zoom with a biz bestie or mentor or coach or whoever, and have them basically do some like soft media training with you where you gather some questions. A lot of times though, um, hosts just prefer it to be conversational. So they're not going to send you questions ahead of time. Mm -hmm. So you have to be prepared to go with the flow and that can be really nerve wracking. So Mm -hmm. get somebody in your life to ask you some questions about your topic and just Get that practice of like your pit sweating and, you know, your face flushing and all of that out of the way before you go on the show. And if you need to write down some things that you want to make sure that you cover, like do that, right? Do that, yeah. Get comfortable and prepare as much as you can by practicing writing down like your main points in case your mind goes blank. Mm -hmm. You need to be clear on the topics that you could potentially talk about. You need to be comfortable talking about them. If you're not, it, that goes back to like knowing your niche, knowing your audience, knowing what people want to hear, all mm-hmm. of that. That needs to happen before you start getting yourself on shows to talk about that stuff, right? Or else you're not yeah. going to come across as credible. Yeah. I love and will reiterate, please, 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 please practice. If you, Even if you've just been on a couple, have a biz bestie come on because – 
we've had a handful. It's happened very rarely. I mean, 440 episodes in, and I can probably think of like three people or less who it's just been like, oh, this is your first time having a recorded conversation. And I can tell, and Mm -hmm. it's fine. We try to do our best to just like, keep it lighthearted and like ask better questions. But I'm just like, oh, you little baby, you didn't practice this before. (laughs) And you want it to be good because you want to share it. And I want it to be good because we want to share it. And so please, practice talking, like literally record yourself talking because the act of hitting record makes some people like forget how to speak English. Well, and that's what's surprising is some of these guests, the only reason they landed on the show is because I did talk to them before and they (laughs) were super easy to talk to. And then all of a sudden you hit record and they act like they've never spoken in their lives. And it's like, what (laughs) is so cute when you know what's happening as the host who's done this almost 500 times. I'm like, oh, this is going to be weird. (laughs) Oh, right. How do I make you comfortable? Comfortable. My horse. horse I think there's only one. There's only been like a couple that we never aired. Very rare. Very rare. But for the sake of the host, come prepared because if you end up being that person (laughs) when they think about they're not going to have you back on like they're going to still probably air the episode you did Mm -hmm. and the majority of them are too chicken butt to tell you (laughs) that wasn't good enough for your show but they won't have you back Mm -hmm. so like you have to make a solid impression if you do want to come back on the show and I mean obviously Christine did or she wouldn't just like randomly FaceTime Emily times, and come back yeah. on the show, you know? She didn't even have to pitch me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and that's a good point. Like part of this too, and my approach to this is very much about like connecting with the hosts and like making them be my friend, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this has all been a ploy. Are we yeah. actually friends oh, yes. or is this just podcast know. friends? <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> But I feel like I have multiple friends that I made because, Emily, you and I met before I think I was ever on your show. Mm -hmm. But like, I have a lot of friends that I met because I liked their show. I pitched them and they're way ahead of me in business. And they've been doing this way longer. And they would have never given me the time of day if I sent them an email. I was like, can we have a coffee chat? You know? Mm -hmm. But one of them, you had Pat Flynn on your show. Like, right. There's a specific strategy behind that. Talk about that. (laughs) We can talk about that if you want. Yeah. I mean, I have a lot of fun. I also have this random thing, you all, that's just happened where I now have multiple times gotten some hot Hollywood actor to like either re-share my Instagram story or like 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 my comment on their stuff. So this is Christine's superpower and it's hilarious to me. I don't understand. What Mm-mm. are you doing? Because most of the people who tag people that it's inappropriate to tag them, I'm like, what are you doing? Mm-mm. So I mean Mm-mm. clearly okay, I feel like we're going out. down 17 rabbit holes. I know right let's now. talk about hold, all the things. Hold hold up. <clears throat> hold up. It's, okay. It's all the same umbrella. Like it's all the same approach. Okay. Because people are scared to connect with somebody that they perceive to be. Oh, sure. Right? Above them, beyond them, whatever. But Mm -hmm. like when you show up interested in their thing, it doesn't matter if it's a celebrity like raising funds, you know, or if it's Pat Flynn like Mm -hmm. saying yes to come on and do a private training for like 10 of my people that I then turned into a podcast episode. Like they're here for it because. They're human, right? And this is all about like 
like I didn't know this was a thing. So thank you all for saying this. But one of my friends was like, Christine, people don't do this, which is why no. I like want to talk about how to do it right. Because I get weird out of the blue pitches for everything all the time. And so do mm-hmm. all of these people whose shows you want to be on, right? So how do you stand out? You stand out by doing your research ahead of time. It takes more time. It's what actually gets the response. Copying and pasting the same pitch to everyone gets you nothing, nowhere, ever, right? Being a human in a time, especially when people want human connection so badly, is and when at a time when if you're home and you're healthy, right, you probably have more time than you did before, unless you have two tiny, tiny children <laughs> who follow you like a monkey like me. But you chances are you have some time. You're not commuting if you're still on a nine to five or whatever. Mm-hmm. You didn't have before. And so this is a super leveraged strategy because you can walk into the other room, close the door, right? Walk back mm-hmm. out, be with whoever, right? So you have to think about it like I'm going to make them look really good. And when Mm -hmm. I get on the show, so once you get on the show, one of the questions I always ask hosts, I actually didn't ask you all this today, so shame on me, but I know I've asked you before. I just got so excited because we were a friend chat. (laughs) What are you all promoting right now? Like I always ask Mm -hmm. that at the beginning. Nobody ever asks hosts that because everybody comes on to promote their thing. Mm -hmm. So when I ask that, I say like, I'd like to find a way to mention it. I'd like to find a way to mention it back in the the episode. And like, I want to understand who your audience is. I want to understand in your own words, like what you're promoting when this is going to air. And so I know you all are like, have this incredible template shop. That's beautiful, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) And I know that if I was going to like cold pitch you, I would probably be looking for the things that you're promoting and say like, oh, I love templates. Like, I think my audience could really use your templates. You know, Mm -hmm. so I'm excited to have that conversation with you too, right? All kinds of ways to do this. People who have online businesses are choosing and promoting things all the time that you can then use to make that great impression. And then after the interview, I always send a small gift and I say like, again, this is my way of saying like, thank you for putting money in my thing, Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. it arrives well after the interview. So it's like a surprise and delight thing. It costs me almost nothing. And nobody does it. The other thing that nobody does that is huge is leaving a freaking review on iTunes. Mm -hmm. Leave a review. I feel like I have worked. Now my podcast is new, but I have worked for every one of the 18 reviews I currently have. You know? Uh I'm going to look up and see how many reviews we have. Every name comes across. I see them, right? And that's another way of making your hosts your fans. Mm -hmm. So simple. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get it set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. A host as much as they love having guests on, they don't get other people to talk about them very often. Like, Mm-mm. so just, well, meh, was it? I mean, I think it might have been yesterday when we recorded it, but it probably aired a little bit ago for you guys. We had Britt Colo on the show, and she started talking about how she sees this strategy working for us or how she interprets this for our business. Or We're blah, talking blah, about blah, Myers-Briggs blah. and our marketing types, She's which you know we could obsess about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the whole time, Emily and I are enamored so much like, so. Tell me more about myself. The podcast <laughs> went really long. Mm-hmm. And so like, I think you just never know what that's going to end up turning into. But also that, that, kind of behavior is the kind of behavior that makes when people are like who should I have on the show like your name is more likely to pop up if you made mm-hmm. that kind of impression versus someone who like we've had a couple people and it's really hard not I don't want to like call people out but don't like, call people out <laughs> I'm not I'm not 
Okay. But like when the sole purpose of coming on the show was to promote a book or like to promote like a specific launch, sometimes it fits. But most of the time I find it really off-putting as the host because it ends up they're trying to like fit things into their launch or their book or their whatever that like don't really fit the format of the show and you're like why are we focused on this this is so dry and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like you could say that anywhere like and you are saying it everywhere the same thing over and over like why are we here right right so giving away strategies that are specific go ahead sorry i'm like no i was just gonna update i we have 216 ratings i I can't tell how many like actual reviews we have because my iTunes is being weird. Whoa. But even with the ratings, I know not everyone who leaves a rating leaves a review. So I'm going to assume that it's less reviews. We have 400, 430 episodes that have been aired. So that the ratings alone would only be our guests who are rating. And I know that that's not true. And right. so... Y'all of y'all who are guests who are listening, stop what you're doing right now and go leave us a rating and a review, please and thank you. Yeah. Well, and I have strategies for and ideas for that, but that's more about if you're running a podcast, not if you're trying to be a guest on a podcast. So <laughs> let's talk about that, that later. I, wa- I want to hear that conversation, Abby. Sure. <laughs> so backing up to the like being friends or like creating cultivating that relationship. I know I, as someone who also wants to be on other shows, because even though I have a show, I do have that desire. I find that I struggle with the, should I pitch or should I try to get to know them first? And both feel so time consuming that I'm like, (laughs) it's hard making friends. Well, because it's like, do I either have to go listen to two or three hours of podcasts or at least the intros and like the first 20 minutes of a podcast and I have to get a feel for the show and I don't, I don't really listen to podcasts in our niche very often anymore because I've done this for so long. And so I get frustrated with that. And, but nonetheless, I'm, I'm getting a little bit better at becoming friends with people that might, other people might deem celebrities on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But of course I pick all these people that don't have shows. So like that. <laughs> now you're <laughs> trying to convince all of them to start a podcast. <laughs> well, now I'm trying to convince all of them to randomly share me on Instagram and that it's, how's that going for you? <laughs> uh, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but I do think the key there regardless is treating them as an equal rather than trying to elevate them because elevating them just gets weird. Don't do that. It's bleh. I would also say, like, I feel like maybe if you've been on a bunch of shows and you have a big a big show like you all, I feel like the the referral network is huge as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like, anytime I'm on a show, if I liked the the host a lot, we really connected, then I I am going to ask them at the end, like, I I will say I. I'm going to promote this show, right? After we finish recording, I'm going to promote this show. And so just know that that's going to happen when it comes out. Is there anything else I can do for you? And sometimes Mm -hmm. they will ask me, do you know of any other good guests like you? Yeah. And then they will typically ask me back, well, is there anything I can do for you? And Mm -hmm. I will often say, if you know of anyone, I love this conversation. If you have any friends who, and all podcasters have podcasting friends, all of them. So that, you know, and even if you have like these influencers who don't have podcasts, they have friends who have podcasts. 
right? Right. Mm -hmm. And so you do something for them and they're like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. It was so helpful. Like, how can I help? Well, you know what? I would really like to be on some podcasts this year. Do you have any friends that have shows that you think I might be able to help with? Yeah. I love that question with, we haven't gotten specifically for that for our guests, which I wish they would ask us, but we should start asking them if they've been on other people's shows. But I've started doing this now, not necessarily at the end of interviews, but any just regular conversation, like a Zoom meeting or Zoom conversation with someone, we started getting asked, I I think it was just a a spike in the trend of common courtesy of people saying that at the end of an episode where they're like, what can I do to support you right now? Is there anything I can do? And I really loved that question. And I was like, I'm going to start asking people that. That's super nice and helpful. And still, some people are just like, oh, and they're like, kind of put off guard a little bit. Like, let me think of something really quickly to take advantage of this. But I think it's really cool. So mm-hmm. do that more often, guys. Yeah. Well, and you don't know where it's going to go. Like, right. I think that's helped us in a lot of areas of our business, not just like this feels like very much front end marketing. I mean, it's helped us land sponsorship deals. It's helped us land in the right inboxes of the right people to start the right conversations to like help our business in bigger ways that Mm -hmm. you guys probably don't even know or see or like even understand. And that's fine. Like you're not supposed to, like, that's not the point. Like we're, there's a lot that goes on behind closed doors in this world. And I think we, you know, as a new business owner can be a little bit naive to the mm-hmm. referral network yeah. that's happening, the connections that are happening. Behind but like it literally scene. starts with just asking. I think I oh, was yeah. naive at the beginning to think that like, it, it yeah, it's they're who all you best know, friends. they're all friends or whatever. Like they got started by just asking too. So like you can do that. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's how you start to get people who are, you know, have 10x or 20x or 30x or whatever your revenue, they've been doing it forever to be like, oh, yeah, sure. Right. Sure. I'll have a conversation with you. Sure. I'll make time for that. Sure. I'll, you know, whatever, because they, it's sort of, they already trust you. Right. Yeah. And that is like that at the end of the day is what separates you from every other pitch, every other this, every other that, and makes you memorable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask you something that I asked you on a personal level a couple of days ago, but I also think this would be helpful. Kind of going back to when you're just pitching yourself, what if you don't hear a response? What's the appropriate Mm -hmm. level of poking again? And literally, how can you bring it up again in a way that's, I'm I'm being chill about this, but also I want you to respond. (laughs) What's that mix? I actually have a really interesting like take on this specifically for podcasts. Now I have other opinions about this like you and I were talking about for other things, but I have never followed up and gotten a response on a podcast. Never, mm. ever. I have never gotten a yes from following up. And there are a lot of people who would tell you to follow up. I've pitched a lot of shows at this point and I have never successfully gotten on one from following up. So I actually don't recommend that you follow up. My thought is they put you in a folder and this has happened to me a lot. Like if you, if they want you, if you are fit later, they will come back to you. But they have systems in place. If they're a bigger show, they have systems in place to keep you on file. If they're a smaller show and they don't want you, they're just going to just not respond. So don't mm-hmm. waste your time, don't follow up. Well, and to that end, 
you just don't know the inner workings of like how they're running it. We've had seasons where we weren't taking guests at all. We had seasons where we were recorded almost six months out. We, I mean, we've gone through like different versions of, well, we had seasons where like you had to be invited and we weren't accepting any guest pitches. And so, I mean, you can ask, but a lot of people, when you start to get the volume of email we get, hmm. as much as we want to be kind and courteous and respond to every single person, it's just impossible. And mm-hmm. so if that's what's happening, like, don't take it personally. It's not a jab at you. It's just right. their business is big and they're, or, or maybe not the big, but just, you just don't know what's going on in the background. Yeah, so exactly. mm-hmm. there's plenty of podcasts you will never ever run out of podcasts Mm -mm. to pitch in your niche. Never. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. That's a great point. (laughs) So Emily and I have gone down the rabbit hole of starting to write out podcasts we want to be on. Mm -hmm. And I get so overwhelmed with starting to look because yes, there are tons, but having any idea of unless I've personally listened to the show or heard about the show previously, I get weird about it. Does this make sense? Are they a right fit? Are they way too, too small or too big to even consider or, you know, so how do you weed through what makes sense and identify which ones to even reach out to in the first place? Right. Because we don't have, metrics like you said we don't see behind the scenes we don't know how many listens they have the yeah because like us like we have only a couple hundred reviews but that doesn't mean we we have millions of downloads and so like but there's other shows that have thousands of reviews and far less downloads like it's not necessarily true representation it's not but reviews are about the only thing that we have to go on that that are tangible so you know in the beginning you want to look at shows that have less reviews. I like to see the show having some reviews if they haven't even like gotten themselves to get people reviewing enough to have a result there, like not enough ratings to to share, then I'm not going to go for it no matter how long they've been producing. But also I think looking at the reviews can kind of trigger you to also look at just make sure they've recently published an episode. I can't tell you how many are under like the related category, right? So I love you all. So periodically I'll look at the related category and iTunes. Listeners also subscribe to these podcasts, right? And I'll go, okay, maybe I wonder if any of those would be a fit because I know how much I enjoy talking to you all. And so that's a way to do it. But I do recommend going for shows with some level of reviews. But then if a podcast is getting, if it's getting suggested to you, as something that's that's related to another show that you're looking at, chances are it has a, a good size following, right? It might not mm-hmm. be a massive one, but it has a consistent following such that iTunes is going to pick that as one of the 10 to recommend to you that are related to the one that you're looking at. So I think it, it can also be a really good idea to poll your audience or in any community that you're in, hey, what shows are you all listening to, right? Any community that has your your niche in it, whether it's someone else's where you're allowed to do that, or whether it's uh, your own, which of course you're allowed to do that because you can do anything you want if it's yours. Ask people what what they're listening to. You will probably get some surprising answers because yeah. you are no longer your ideal client. 
So you have to keep the pulse on it because if you're listening to shows, you're listening to something different than than they are. I'm listening to murder. Are you? And that doesn't make sense. (laughs) So I think my last question to kind of wrap this conversation up, this is my favorite part, but the part that also is next to impossible to measure. I guess you could do it better as a guest. What is the best call to action that you see as a guest E that's the most beneficial to your business? So this has changed recently Mm. because I started my own show. So Mm. I am Mm -hmm. just now getting used to – like I've recorded a couple of episodes where I get to the end. I give my call to action, which we'll talk about in a minute. And then I'm like, oh, crap. I forgot to tell you that I have my own podcast. Like, can can we turn the record button back? <laughs> can we turn the <laughs> Whoops. Can I just add this back in? So I think it makes a ton of sense if you have your own show because the people listening are podcast listeners. But they're already there. Right. Yeah. Go ahead and like check out my podcast. No one's ever asked me that. Like we talk about how to make money from your passions, right? And then they can pull it up right there and download an episode or two, right? Or subscribe and leave a rating and review, right? But I typically just keep it really simple and do a a freebie, a download. Mm. Like I don't do a like text this to get this. I mean, whatever. <laughs> I just don't complicate it. Mm-hmm. I want it just to be really simple for them to connect with me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I usually have recommended in the past and have just done one. But I feel like now that I have the podcast, it's like, hey, if you want to listen to a podcast about this, do this. If you want to learn about how to, whatever we're talking about on the show, right? Right. Freebie. So I have a podcast guesting checklist, right? Mm -hmm. Like with passion.com slash powerhouse. There you go, guys. Right? I mean, and then that way it's like, okay, if you like this conversation, you like what we talked about, this is how to, you know, take the relationship to the next level, right? Yeah. That's what I, I think, think we've been overthinking that probably because I we've always been just like, what's the funnel? So if we're going to go and talk about our th- shit and then plug something, like what's the best thing? Like just go listen to our show because yeah. guess what's on our show? Ads for our shit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But I also think there's something to be said for like a tangible thing if somebody wants, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and then that's obviously like a direct path to your email list. And you probably already have that funnel set up to warm them up. So I think having having a freebie makes sense. I think the conversion rate's super low because people are on their phones and do forget unless they're looking at show notes or they're like, oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with that person and I'm going to pull it up and do it right now, Mm -hmm. right? Which hopefully all of you are. But I think it's still good to like, you have this amazing show, but if somebody is not going to like, take action there. They might take action just typing in somewhere bossproject.com slash awesome freebie. Right. Right. Slash awesome. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't exist, by the way. Don't Don't go there. Well, I so appreciate your perspective and I know people are going to be like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go do it now. (laughs) Me too. Me too, girl. Me too. Okay. Yes. Do it. And seriously, like this, people need content. People are looking for relevant content right now. I have so much stuff batched for my podcast that I'm sitting on because it doesn't feel right to release Mm -hmm. at this Mm -hmm. moment. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel relevant to talk about something other than, hey, the thing that I actually wrote the book on. My friends were like, Christine, you know, you actually wrote the book on the thing that like millions of people are thinking about right now, which is income replacement. And I was like, you're like, I was like, I did. Thank you. I was definitely in my own wine bottle, not reading the beautiful. (laughs) Right. 
<laughs> maybe literally and figuratively. But <laughs> I mean, it's like we're all always here to help. But right now right. is such a time where like the stuff that people are buying is like directly related to the thing mm-hmm. that they especially need help with. It's less aspirational, I think, than normal. And so it's being willing to recognize that people are looking for your solution and they are yeah. recording live and turning it around fast right now because they want relevant stuff, right? Yep. That's what we're doing. So do it. Me too. <laughs> Christine, thank you so much for reaching out and for suggesting this topic and for coming on again. We will make sure that we have linked all of your past episodes with us in the show notes, but remind people of that checklist again and wherever else you want people to go hang out with you online. Yeah. So it's lifewithpassion.com slash powerhouse. If you want a checklist, it's even a nerdy fillable PDF. Like it has boxes that you can check on your computer, which just makes my high achieving heart (laughs) so happy. Dopamine hits all around for checking things off of a to-do list. (laughs) And yeah, lifewithpassion.com slash powerhouse for that. So you have all this in front of you. And my own podcast, No One's Ever Asked Me That, is refreshing conversations on making money from your passions. We have a couple of episodes of you all that are coming out. will be coming out so you all listening can be looking for those. And I'm also on Instagram hanging out with these fabulous ladies at Life W Passion. Awesome. Christine, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy-to-customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.